Not, not quite my tempo. I'm going to make him an offer again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Multiplex Loves Movies, episode 51. Uh, we made it through 50 of these things, and now we're on to 51. Let's see what happens on the next 50. Will Maggie finally get out of doing the show one week? Who knows? Let's bring her in right now. Uh, you almost got out of the tonight's episode. I gave you the open slot. I, I offered it. Did you? Did you really? I did. All I said was, all I said was, there's a lot of good shit we're talking about tonight. And you said, is there? Because. And you you didn't say actually no. So it was. Well, I didn't know you were being serious. Next time you joke about giving me that option, I will take it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, my lovely wife, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, the best manager in the biz returning. To multiplex loves movies after a few weeks off. Cody Newberry. I thought Hi. Cody was gonna. I thought Cody was a uh, coho was gonna put it himself for a second when I said it, it would have been funny. Um, it would just been incorrect. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, yeah. Was, when you said that you gave Maggie the option, I figured it was the Timbercala. You can be on, but I'd really appreciate it if you'd be there. That no. kind of that kind of Timbercala. But no, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad Maggie's here. The negativity is strong on this one tonight. That's that's what I like to hear. All right. And then uh, finally, last but not least, producer extraordinaire, Caleb Coho. Caleb, how are you this evening? Tim wrote the other 51. I have been waiting to say this all day. Uh, no, um, since I found out that I had that the title is 51. Anyway, excited uh, to be here. Oh. That was put together with duct and, tape and then And we have cool. a Hamilton story too, which if there's if there was gonna be a time for a Hamilton story, the four of us being here, I think is very nice. Me and Maggie, new recruits to the Hamilton uh party, if you will, and then there's you guys, uh the lovers of it since the the old age. Um so since the beginning. Since since, the, since people saw this in a place called a theater, a stage. A stage. Have, have you, Cole? You've seen Hamilton live, right? I have. Tell me about it. Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, it's really fun to see the choreography uh, on stage, but it's also hard when you're far away, which is why I really appreciated the movie because the movie gives you like, like you're in it, like you get to actually like be right in all of it. So it's that's why I really like about it. But it, it's a great experience being there. It's a lot of fun. If I uh, am not wrong, I believe you said that the man who played Hamilton during your uh, during your production of it was uh, Crapola. Bubbo. He was uh, not great. Bubbo. He was not My... great. The, the touring company Hamiltons have a very spotty track record of living up to the hype of the role of Hamilton. Uh, but my Burr and my Jefferson were excellent. Do they usually do they always do the same actor playing Jefferson yes. and uh, Lafayette and that's like they... built in that's like built into the show. Okay, I just didn't know if that was something that they continued to something that me and uh, Maggie were talking about earlier this week, which um, I don't know if you guys 
you probably know because you're a Hamilton nut, but um, I was watching clips of uh, the West End uh, production, yeah, and I thought it was interesting that they literally cast everybody the same um, nationality as the American one. So, like uh, the woman who played um, Eliza was also Asian. The uh, like every like down to the T, like the uh, the Lawrence was. Um, I'm losing my fucking mind here. Please help me, someone, before I lose my mind again. I didn't see it. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Hispanic. Jesus, I'm yeah. losing my fucking mind. So um, I thought that was kind of cool and interesting. Although I, I wasn't a big fan of the guy who played Burr in the uh, in the West End. I don't know if it was just me, but like Cody, no, have you I'm heard? Not, it? I'm not either. No, but oh, he yeah. won apparently. He won some award for playing the role over the guy who played Hamilton. So I was like. It's usually that's that's how it happened to the Tonys too. Leslie beat out uh, Lynn, but that's because Leslie is more deserving. But that I would agree, that's Leslie true. is yeah. I think is better than Lynn. Absolutely, yeah. Um, okay, so let's start uh, get into the stories. Uh, the first one is something that broke today. Uh, yikes! Uh, this is a big one. We actually this actually contradicts a, a big thing we talked about last week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and that is uh, Mulan. Is coming to Disney Plus, but not in the way that we would think. Honestly, it kind of this whole thing kind of makes sense. I'll break down the story and then we'll talk about it. But um, basically, Mulan is coming to Disney Plus on September fourth, um, but it's not just on Disney Plus for you to watch for free. There is going to be a surcharge, of, an, an extra payment to go along with it. So not only do you have to be a Disney Plus subscriber to be able to watch it, but you also have to pay an additional 30 US dollars uh, to see it. Uh, that is a uh, high price, um, especially considering other studios that have been putting out movies early to rent um, have only been $20. Um, we still don't know if this is going to be like $30 and you own it, or $30 and you rent it. They didn't really say. I assume it's $30 in rent, and you probably get it for 48 hours or something like that. And then after about a month of this, it will be put on Disney Plus for free. I would imagine that's probably what's going to happen. Um, and then you'll get a Blu-ray and 4K rollout and then a purchase on Vudu and all those things later on come uh, November if I had to guess, November, December, uh, just in time for the holidays. Um, so th there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing is we, we said on the show, we've multiple times, not just last week, but we didn't think this was going to happen. And we thought this was going, it was taken off the schedule indefinitely. I believe that was last week. We talked about that and we thought it would just drop sometime next year. Uh, when everything was looking high and mighty, and that's not the case. It is still releasing theatrically overseas in the places that are smarter than us, uh, but for for the United States, it looks like if you want to watch Mulan on September 4th, uh, this is the way to do it. So a uh, lot of information here. Coho, uh, I'll go to you first. Yeah. You're not even interested in seeing this movie. No. Taking that out of it, Let's say this was your most anticipated right. movie of the year. Right. 
how do you feel about the business model that's going on here? So like last week I met, I, I thought, I think I talked about like, I could see them putting it on Disney plus. I didn't necessarily think they were going to do this where you have to pay 30 bucks on top of a Disney plus subscription. Uh, what it sounds like is the really you're paying 35 bucks to watch Mulan. Uh, so this is to me, this is Disney going, Hey, we're Disney suck our dicks. Uh, that's, that's basically all they're doing is like, we, you will pay it because we are Disney and you want to see what we have. Um, for me, this isn't one that I want to spend $35 to watch on my small TV. Like if this was in the theater, I'd be more inclined to seeing Mulan in the theater because it is, like you said, a very action heavy movie with a lot of like grand scale to the fighting. So it's like, I would rather see that on a big screen. Um, this is not a movie I plan on rent renting. I'll yeah, let's on Disney Plus with my five dollars subscription. Uh, Cody, I know that in the chat when we talked earlier, you were not super happy about this. Um, is this something that you're gonna do, or are you gonna wait? Hell no! I paid three years of Disney Plus in advance. I'm not paying on top of the money to watch a movie. I don't. I don't care. Like one, I would pay the, that dollar amount for the theater. For a battle sequence theater one, I'm not watching it on my TV through streaming through my hillbilly internet provider that's probably going to pixel, like, not even do high quality when I need to stream it. So I think it's, one, I've always thought this about Disney. They are just, they're massive, they're huge, they know what they're doing, but they put it out at such a cheap rate. Disney Plus, such a cheap rate. But then you're going to spike the market with your VOD, like... Just get off of it. Like you're you're deterring people more for thirty dollars than you would have made it with twenty. People would have paid twenty. I personally wouldn't have paid twenty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I yeah. won't pay any amount for it. I don't want to see it on my TV. I want to see it in the theaters so I can wait an extra month. I'll see every review come in. I'll see everybody like it or dislike it or whatever, and I'll watch it later. I know there's certain people that just cannot go without like missing the the buzz around it. But me, nah, because I've also not been a big fan of their live action anyways. So it's their their track record has not made a thirty dollar worth purchase for me. So I think I think it's stupid. I think they're being way too greedy, um, especially during COVID times of everybody. Like, why why send well, yours the most family friendly and you're gonna spike your prices by ten more dollars than the average other studio? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie, we'll go to you next. Uh, so obviously I am going to be watching this on September 4th because I have a problem. I will spend the $30 and I will watch it. Um, if, if it doesn't come to a theater in the U S if that's really the thing, like, cause for all, all we know, you know, next, like two weeks from now, they could say, Hey, uh, you know, all these other theaters are opening for tenant. Uh, we will be showing it in theaters that are open. Uh, that might still be a thing that has happened that w- could happen. But if it doesn't and take the fact that we live together out of it, would you spend the $30 to watch Mulan? Uh, I mean, probably to be honest, like it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's a strange choice, but they've made it pretty clear in their thing that this is a one-time thing or they're hoping that it's a one-time thing. Yeah. So we can all pray that that's true. Um, I mean, and I don't think it's so much that the price is higher because they're arrogant. I think it's more like they had $2 billion loss in the last quarter and they're trying to make it up. 
they can't afford to like keep doing this. And that's fair. I mean, especially when like we're going to talk about later, giant ass productions like Shang-Chi need to get funded and like the parks aren't really making any money and they don't have any money being made in the theaters. So like they're trying to make it up somewhere. It will be interesting to see how people react, like if families buy it because that have Disney Plus. I mean, because when you talk about $30, that's not so much for like, we talked about this last week too. My aunt and uncle have seven children. So like paying $30 with their Disney Plus, it's not, it's less than they would pay to go see it in the theater. So I think it'll be interesting. I think the more annoying thing is that they're making it Disney Plus exclusive. Like if you're going to drop it on VOD, just drop it on VOD. I like agree. why are you, why are you doing this Disney Plus bullshit? Cause like everyone's like, it's been released on Disney Plus, but like not really like it is, but no, because you still, yeah, have, but you still have to pay for it. Yeah. Because, and that's really dumb, especially like it'll be in, cause like you said, they haven't said if it's rent or if it's to keep. So it'll be interesting to see. But if it's on Disney Plus, it's gotta be just rent, right? I would think. Oh, it's but everything, be. but everything I know. plus is to watch forever, theoretically. Like they don't really take things off there, especially if it's a Disney property. They have, so, but I I can't imagine that this movie would ever come off once it's on. Right. The only reason I would think that they would make it to rent is so that if people like it, they'll spend the thirty dollars more than once. But I don't think that that's gonna happen. It's so bizarre but i yeah. i don't know i also understand with their whole thing like the big headline on variety was oh well they have over 60 million subscribers so they're trying to bank on that but we'll see i don't know it's a and a weird situation yeah um another thing uh maggie kind of brought it up a little bit um bob chapik disney ceo did say this is going to be a one-time thing. We're going to look at it, see it how it does. But right now we have no plans to do this with any other movies. Uh, but they have so we're, we're talking, we're going to be talking about a couple other Disney things. Pixar has got a new movie that they're apparently putting out next summer. And we still haven't seen soul. You have all the Marvel movies, you have everything. Maybe there was just no place to throw this. Um, and then the other, the other thing that they said in the article um, which I'm trying to find uh, exactly. Let me find it. I don't think I'm going to. Uh, they basically said that they threw away Artemis Fowl. They uh, bought... Which is for that, the best, because no one would have seen it. Oh, the no. movie's garbage. So, But they, <laughs> they, they threw away Artemis Fowl after spending a hundred and some million dollars on it. They paid like $200 million to get the rights to Hamilton, which would have made big bucks if it had played in theater. It would have made huge money because all of us would have gone and seen it multiple times in the theater. So that thing would have made oh, yeah. cash money in the theater. And then now this. So I think I, I get where they're coming from saying to do the $30 because of it. But at the same time, your Disney Endgame. Two billion dollars, highest grossing movie of all time. Infinity War, two billion dollars. They've had the highest grossing box office the last couple yeah. of years by it, billions. Exactly. Every everybody's hurting right now, and uh, they're yeah, it's interesting. Um, the funny thing is, if you if if today because Coho is the one who sent me. Oh no, Kane. Kane yeah. was the one who sent the yeah. story to us. Um, 
before we saw it. If if I would have gotten got sent this article and this was about the New Mutants, I would have been like, and the movie was twenty dollars to rent. I would have been like, okay, like. I would still be like, I wish you would just put it out, but I'll spend the $20. I'll finally watch this fucking movie, whatever. Like, just let me see it at this point. It's just weird that it had to happen with this movie, which I think would have, if the world hadn't died and shut down, this movie would have made bonkers money. Yeah. Because overseas, it would have crushed. In the US, it would have crushed. This is easily a billion dollar movie for them. And uh, it's not anymore. So hopefully this is the last uh, and it's a one-time thing. Uh, I hope I do not want to see this happen with something like Black Widow. Um, uh, I I would be more inclined to see this. If they were to do it again, keep it on the straight Disney stuff. I want to see Soul in the theater, but I would much rather watch Soul at home and spend $20 or $30 to watch it at home once and then buy it on Blu-ray than black then have to watch black widow the first time and then have to try to argue with coho about why black widow should be in the mcu even though it was the not theatrically released in fandom that would be a whole fucking thing that i don't want to deal with um i'm just glad they didn't make me charge charges for hamilton i appreciate that yeah exactly no if that had come out in theaters disney i i would be at least 25 percent of the total domestic box office of hamilton well no i'm just i'm just saying if, if they put it on Disney Plus and then charge 20 bucks oh. for us to be able to rent it, I would have lost my mind. I still would have paid I still would have paid bonkers money. Well, yeah, I would have had Coho record it with his phone and then send me the link of it <laughs> recording because I'm not paying the twenty dollars because my ass. Yeah. It feels a little bit like a trap. Like they put out Hamilton to like get all these people to sign up for Disney Plus and now they're like, hey, now That's, we're all you have me and Tim's a hundred you have me and Tim's 160 bucks and a I'm bunch of other people. That, I know. I'm, I'm just saying they. Subscribers. No, no, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying they don't need to be greedy with the money. A lot of us bought into Disney Plus for years to come. Yeah. Right. Stop and, I barely, and I barely use it. Uh, literally, I use maybe. it maybe, maybe two to three times. Well, when it was new, we used it a lot. We used it a lot. I watched coming out in october so that's like, true i watch all the original programming uh but and for old stuff I, I never really use it okay um let's move on that was one spicy meatball uh let's move on to a a, a, a much i don't know how i feel about this let's talk about matthew vaughn uh matthew vaughn uh may not come back for kingsman 3 um here's what i'll say as of right now the king's man which is the prequel movie is still set to release in September. I believe September 18th. I think that's right. That sounds right to my heart, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, it's still set to release then was directed by him. Um, and I've got to say, if he doesn't come back for Kingsman three, I haven't seen King's man yet, but I'm very okay with it. Uh, because Kingsman the Golden Circle is a turd. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I know Maggie kind of likes that movie a little bit. Uh, Pedro Pascal is wonderful. We all agree. But that movie, I think, is a turd. Um, I wasn't excited about this prequel movie until the trailers started coming out. I've liked the trailers. I've liked Ray Fiennes. I think he looks really good. Um, And then the main kid who was in... um, I think he was in. I always get the two. I get the 1917 kid and the Maleficent kid. I think it's up. the Maleficent kid. 
Well, either way, the Maleficent kid was good in Maleficent and the 1917 kid was good in 1917. So whichever one it is, cool. Um, so I'm not looking forward really that much to this new one. So if he doesn't come back, I don't really care. Uh, give somebody else a crack at it. I think the first movie is really, really fun. Uh, but I think he just went too extra on the second one. I hope that this new one is a return to form, but if he doesn't come back for the third one, uh, let somebody else have a, have a crack at it. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, that's my take on it. Cody, uh, you just saw Kingsman too. I think recently, right? Tell me, uh, did you like that movie? Would you want to see him return for another one? What are you thinking? Um, so I'm, I, this is where I'm going to lose some people, but like after volume two of guardians, I didn't want James Gunn back for the third one anymore. I was a different take on the guardians after that uh, movie. Cause I didn't like it. Same thing with this one. Um, I thought, so the Kingsman, when the first one came out, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I'm not in love with the movie. I think it's a fun type of James Bond, like, like kind of movie. And I like the world they built. Then they expanded on the world and the expansion sucked. Like I hated what they did. I don't, I didn't really like much of anything. I think the action sequences are cool and stuff like that. That's fine. I just want somebody, if you're going to continue on with Kingsman, I would like a new, maybe a new vision on the Kingsman. Maybe somebody that's not stuck in that world. Cause it, you know, like, they're like, let's turn up the jokes and let's turn up the campiness and let's turn up the weird shit and like make it inch like over the top. And it just didn't pay off for me. So again, I'm not in love with the first one technically. So I would be totally fine with a new take on the Kingsman or if they could stop making them. I'd be okay with that. Right. Uh, Maggie. Uh, so what Vaughn actually said in the article is that um, he had always planned on actually giving a new director the third one, and now he's actually thinking about changing his mind and coming back to do it anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think it's interesting. I don't know much about Matthew Vaughn's filmography outside of fandom movies, but as far as I know, other than Kingsman, he doesn't really do sequels. So I think that's kind of interesting that he's chosen to stick with this for four movies if he chooses Almost, to do yeah. Kingsman 3. Um, I mean, he must be really invested, I would say, in the project. Um, I don't think that would be... I don't, I'm really indifferent as to whether he does Kingsman 3 or not. Um, if he doesn't do Kingsman 3, I just hope that they get someone good. That's really all I ask for. Koho, do you have any ideas of who you would want to see take over? Um, so I have, an, I have an idea. Okay. It can't be like. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, no, Lin's not a director. I okay. mean, he's about to become a director. He's directing Tick, Tick, Boop, and I'm excited okay. for that. Uh, but anyway, um, I think the problem with Golden Circle is the is the script that he, Vaughn wrote. It's bad. I don't think his direction of the script is necessarily bad. He brings That's a cool right. visual style and, like, everything to his movies. And The King's Man looks good, which Vaughn rewrote an existing script into being a Kingsman movie. And I think the Kingsman looks cool. I have no problem with him coming back, but if he's not coming back, I want Dexter Fletcher to do it. I think Ooh. Dexter Fletcher has a really, really good eye uh, as a director. 
and has a really good sense. And he's also got that uh, relationship with Taryn from Rocket Man. Well, so and I, with Matthew Vaughn, they're very close. They're they're exactly all, yeah, yeah. So if anyone's going to take over, I I feel like Fletcher would keep everything that we love about the Kingsman intact while taking it in a sort of fresh way. And I would love to see Dexter Fletcher make the next Kingsman movie. Has he made an? I don't know much about Fletcher. Has he made an action movie? Yeah, if you want to call Eddie the Eagle an action movie. Uh, Oh, I, I didn't know he made that movie. That's yeah, funny. he made Eddie the Eagle. Um, oh, but, hell yeah. But, like, I, I, I think it's, like, Rocket Man is so well made that, like, I can see from, like, the choreography of those, like, scenes that, like, all you have to do is kind of put some weapons in people's hands. You can make a fun fight sequence out of it with him. So I, I, I would trust Dexter Fletcher to make the next case. All right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how the King's Man does, uh, if it's any good. Uh, because as of right now, I don't, it, I don't think it's screened for anyone. I don't know how it would have, um, people aren't lining up to go to screenings in Los Angeles. So unless they're sending out screeners to people, I don't think anyone has seen the movie. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, but as of right now, the King's man still set to come out, uh, later in, uh, September. So, uh, okay, let's uh, move on to the next story, which is uh, one Maggie alluded to earlier, and that is that Shang Chi, um, aka Maggie's love, uh, her favorite human in the world, uh, is uh, back. Resume filming. Maggie, uh, tell me why do you love Shang Chi so much? Um, he's on this show, the CBC show, Kim's Convenience, and he's really good, and that show is wonderful. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it, because it's on Netflix. Um, yeah, so I am super excited to see him in this, and I was just reading his Wikipedia, and he's, like, in a lot more things than I remember him being in. But anyway, uh, this video of them starting to film again in Australia for Shang-Chi looks amazing amazing yeah. i am so pumped and it, like the movie comes out like what what is the release date so it was supposed to come out in february after eternals but now i think it's coming out in may if i'm not mistaken it's still, like less than a year away i i think kind of blows my mind i think it was supposed to be february 2021 and now it's may 2021 and it yeah. came with the whole push, but yeah. So right. I think it's less than a year. I'll, I'll double check. Which is just kind of crazy, but I, I think it's hilarious that they got this video at all. If I'm being completely honest, I feel like Marvel's usually pretty tight on their shit when it comes to this. Um, but I think it's overall good news. I'm glad they're filming again, and it definitely makes me pumped to see the movie. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be out in February of 2021. It is now releasing in May of 2021 uh after uh we get black widow in november and uh eternals is now taking that february spot uh mm -hmm. so this being a may uh tentpole marvel movie is interesting i think that's cool because disney easily could have been like mm, you know what let's shake things up uh, uh we're gonna put uh, we're going to make Thor come out in May or Doctor Strange or something. And uh, we're going to move this to October uh, when it's not going to be as uh, busy. But they clearly have faith in the project. I think that's cool. Uh, and uh, 
yeah, Maggie thinks that the guy's really sexy and often tells me about it when she watches that show. Uh, Koho, your thoughts on Shang-Chi? You are kind of the comic guy. Uh, do you know a lot about Shang-Chi? Are you looking forward to the movie? Um, Shang-Chi books have historically been okay. Uh, but like, I, so like when they say they're making a movie about him, I'm cautiously optimistic, but they made guardians, which has historically been one of the worst comic book runs for like 30 years, uh, into one of the best movies. So like, I believe in this movie. Um, but, uh, I think the reason why they made it a summer blockbuster is cause they can't move it. They have to stay in the order of the phase. Cause I think it's all kind of linked in that way where they need them to come out in that order. Um, but I think this movie is going to slap. I think a lot of people are really going to go for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, especially because it it's going to sort of pseudo tie back into the Iron Man world uh, in a way, and that'll give people a sense of familiarity and attachment to this new character by attaching him to one of the most beloved characters that we just lost. So it's devious, uh, but I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for Shang-Chi. Uh, Cody, I, if I know you at all, you probably don't know a lot about this movie or what's going on or what it is. Let me paint a picture for you. So it's starring a really sexy guy from a show Maggie likes. I saw him with his shirt off, yeah. It That's might it. tie in to Iron Man, and it's being directed by the guy who made uh, Short Term 12 and Just Mercy. Yeah. So does that give you some excitement? Are you looking forward to this movie? Is it in the MCU? Yeah. Yes. Then yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I find I dislike four movies out of the entire MCU catalog. Like, and even then, my dislike for them, there's some enjoyment of some of them. So, man, I mean, this dude's ripped. So, like, if it's gonna be like a fight scene, like, I understand why Maggie's finds him sexy. I, I mean, I kind of find him sexy just by. Just by looking at him, so you know what? Let's let's see him kick some ass. Like it'd be cool. I think what it's kind of neat. What is his name? Uh, Simi Lou. Simi Lou. Okay. I think it's just. I think it's just an interesting. About. I think it's just interesting. Like I like that they're like, like Coho said. I mean, Coho could just totally be bullshitting or tell the truth. I don't know. But like, I don't know nothing about it. But it's nice that they're they're so successful now that they can choose some of these characters that are probably. B to C to possibly D characters and make them something. So yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see something that's not, you know, I mean I will like to see Thor and all those characters, but it's cool to take a break and see some other characters in the world. So I'm on it. Well, that sounds interesting. I hope it's just not on fucking Disney Plus cuz that would kill me. So um, cuz <laughs> I ain't paying any money for anything. Yeah. Real That'll be cool. Too. Well, that's what I was about to, that was what I was about to bring up was oh, they, they've, they've I like, cast I like a real Mandarin. You what? I love Trevor. I love Trevor. I handled them. Um, but Trevor, Trevor Slattery. The guy that they they have playing um, the new Mandarin has ninety nine credits yeah. on IMDb and is apparently a very very famous actor in his market so that's uh that's cool um you also get aquafina in this movie who after crazy rich asians and the farewell i am all about i feel like we just watched her in something else too. jumanji the next level oh yeah i liked her in that the movie was just okay but i thought she was good the farewell slap she the farewell so i agree um and um, then also michelle Yao, i think is in this thing too so so they've they've got a great cast. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I am cautiously optimistic 
to see how they do the like a comic book accurate Mandarin in film and how people are going to and how people are going to react yeah. to a guy who uses ten rings that shoot random colorful lights out of his fingertips. I think I think if it would have happened in Iron Man three, people would have liked it more than we say what you will about Trevor Slattery or whatever, but I was wait I when that movie was coming out, I remember watching the trailers and being like, so they're not showing the crazy stuff. They might not do the crazy stuff. They might completely change this character. And for years I've been like, uh, I like Ben Kingsley, but I'm not happy with what they did with the character. And now that we're getting the real Mandarin after seeing Endgame, I don't think people will give a shit. I mean, I fair. I, I'm more. Yeah. I'm more worried about the response from people yeah. who are not comic book fans to the Mandarin. That's fair. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Let's move on. It's Cody looks confused. Character. Are you confused, Cody? I'm just saying, like, guys, there's a fucking talking raccoon in a tree. Like, that's, if you're, if you're still. No, I know, but if everybody if everybody's clinging to okay, so what? So what happens if the villain sucks in an MCU movie? Shocker! Never seen that happen before. So That's I'll fair. take the risk. I I I would just like everybody to be fucked up, and Ben Kingsley shows back up. Yeah, and yeah. everybody off. I but want like, Ben Kingsley to come back in this movie the, so bad. Him drunk on a bender when the real Mandarin walks by. Great times. Kidnapped in one of the one shots by the. That's true. Pirate. He did so by Scoot McNary. That's uh, right. In the Marvel one shot, uh, All Hail the King. Yep. That's right. It's, it's actually really dope. Uh, Justin Hammer also makes an appearance in yep. that one shot. Uh, so that's the only other time we've seen Sam Rockwell in the MCU. So, all right, let's move on uh, to the next uh, story, which is uh, the one that we had in the headline, but we're coming to it late. Uh, Everybody's breaking the news for me. I miss the days where I was breaking the news for everyone, but now I'm in a community where everybody just tells me everything before I get to it. Maggie was like, Tim, new Pixar movie. It's called Luca. And I was, uh, I, I, I did not know that this was happening. Obviously, none of us knew. Uh, but it's nice that in, uh, like Coho said, bringing us joy and hope in a time where we are sad, uh, Pixar can be like, hey, motherfuckers. We're going to have another movie next summer, an original property, a new original story, uh, not a sequel, nothing. Uh, that's I think this is a big stretch for them. Three in a row. Onward, Soul, Luca. Three movies in a row that are um, more or less, that are original properties. Uh, Soul could be a secret inside out. I still attest it might be a secret Inside Out sequel. We don't know. Uh, why? Oh, Koho doesn't like Inside Out? Not that much. But if it is, then it might make Inside Out better for me because I'm super excited for Soul. All right. Well, you're a crazy person. But anyway, um, so apparently this is uh, going to be coming next summer uh, in June, I believe. Uh, yep. the, the story that we have is uh, set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera. I can't speak. The original animated feature is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Uh, Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret 
He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. There it is. Fucking dope. Um, yes. so you, 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 you hear that and you're like, oh, they're going to make the net. And then, what? Sea uh, monsters. Uh, sea monsters. So uh, Pixar's making a sea monster movie. Uh, Let's and, go. And it sounds from that description like I'm probably going to weep. Uh, Cody, um, you are a big Pixar fan. Are you uh, titillated by this uh, description of this film? Are you excited to see it? I'm not titillated by your use of titillated, but <laughs> I will say um, Pixar's, yeah, Pixar's probably my favorite studio. Um, I just am so excited that this isn't like a sequel or anything at this point. Like I like when they go original properties, like I would not be happy with like, a cars for or like certain things like that, like yeah. another Dory, another Incredibles. Like I want something original and fun. Um, no, this sounds sweet. Um, it sounds very. I like. I love the world that they created in Onward. Um, I wanted to spend a little bit more time just in that world instead of like yeah. the Outward Adventure, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, and Soul, I'm really excited for. But this one's like, like they're going little cuckoo for cocoa puffs it sounds like and i'm kind of excited like i want them to branch out like let's have some fun if you think about it we've had like monsters emotions you know fish across the sea like let's get let's get a little bit more crazy so no i'm fully on board um yeah pixar pixar can announce anything and i will be there to watch it i it does not matter i will i will never take anybody's word for it because some people said onwards meh middle of the road F you, that movie's great. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll go see anything from Pixar. Am I going crazy? What Pixar movie came out in 2017? Was it Coco? Coco. Coco. Was that the only one? So Coco uh, was three. the. No, I know that, but I'm saying so. Coco before Onward, it was Coco, and then Good Dinosaur were the last original ones. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to look something up while Maggie, you talk about Luca. What do you think about it? I mean same as Cody really like I'm on board no matter what like I remember the first images and like description about what Coco was going to be about and I was kind of like hmm, I don't know maybe I guess sure but then the movie came out and it's my favorite Pixar movie so like I I'm fully ready for whatever they're going to give us and if you don't know I'm a huge monster fan so any sea monster in any form is going to be dope and I'm excited to see yeah um I just looked up uh, Coco made 800 million uh, yeah, I did. Uh, so that's that's a big uh, would have crossed a billion if they didn't put it out with Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Oh, just uh, probably, probably true. Um, and then before that, the Good Dinosaur, which I think by all intents and purposes into isn't a good movie. I don't think nope. many people like that movie. Still made three hundred and fifty million. Um, it's beautiful, but that's about it. Yeah. So Pixar knows what they're doing. Uh, yeah. when it comes to making uh, the big buccarinos. Like, I'm trying to think, like, Brave was also, uh, that made $540 million. Um, What else has been, like, a new property? Inside Out, I got to look at that one. My, my, uh, that made bank. What did you say? What made bank? Inside Out. Oh, Inside Out made $857. My, yeah. point, my point about looking up these numbers is they can make a movie that is completely wild and original and make bank. I attest, I still say, if Corona hadn't happened, Onward would have been a huge hit for them uh, financially. It only ended up making just over $100 million, but that's because 
all the theaters closed. Uh, they couldn't make any more money off of it. Uh, yeah, we saw it the week fault. before it closed down. Yeah, it, it, it came out the week before everything closed down. So, um, right. so I think this is uh, this sounds great. Uh, I think it sounds really cool. I think it's going to make a ton of money. Coho, uh, what do you think about uh, three originals in a row? I think that the first part of that description, I was like, that's the most tame Pixar movie I've ever heard in my life. And it sounds really cool. And I'll still go see it. And then you said, Sea Monsters. I went, that's that's a Pixar movie. That's more like it. I was waiting for it. Uh, I love it. I'm ready. Uh, I will watch anything Pixar makes. Um I love their, their, they have some of the most unique original concepts in film ever. And I love everything that they put out for the most part. So, yeah, it says a lot when uh, something like inside out makes 857 and almost makes as much as toy story four, like I think toy story four just made over a billion. Uh, so like that's, that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. um, overall for a studio like that to be constantly just like, always crushing at the box office and always crushing on quality as well. Like um, I think since 2016, the only one I haven't really liked is the good dinosaur. I know a lot of people don't like Dory. I, I thought it was fine, uh, but they haven't made a really a, a bad an arguably bad, bad movie since 2011. Like say what you will about cars three or finding Dory. They're not bad movies. They're just meh movies. I think. Um, I think the good dinosaur is bad, but that's just my bad. And the good dinosaur, that's my bad. I'm sorry. And, and that one. I think those are the two. Um, there are ones you don't like more than other ones, but anyway. But at the end of the day, that, that I think they took that one, even good dinosaur, and took it more of a kid approach than yeah. adult approach on that one. So and we were not satisfied with it as a like older people because we wanted to see it connect to us more. But like my kids love good dinosaur. Like it's perfect for them. But for me, I feel like it's just it's beautiful, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, everybody get ready to take a shot. Good Dinosaur looks real good on 4K Blu-ray. All right, uh, next uh, next story. Let's get into it. Uh, this is the big one for Mr. Coho. Why don't you take it away, Coho? Okay. For those who have not watched Hamilton, in the actual production, there's something that Philippa Sue does at the end of every show uh, that is not captured on the soundtrack and is very special to the people who see it live. Uh, and it's she gasps at the end and it's been hotly contested. What does it mean? Well, apparently the gasp has been explained. Uh, Tim, go ahead. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to overrun your show. You take it. No, I want you to overrun the show. Talk about it. Okay. Uh, well, the gasp, uh, has been hotly contested. Everyone's like, what does it mean? Does it mean uh, that she saw the audience? Has she seen Hamilton? Uh, what does it mean? I personally always subscribe to the idea that she saw the audience every single night, and that's just me. Um, however, uh, I'm going to try and find the exact quote that she says. That's, as, that's what I want to find before I speak out of turn. That's fair. Uh, but she explains uh, why Eliza gasps at the end. So, uh, as I click the screen rant start now button that I don't love. Uh, Sorry. Where's the exact quote? Uh, yeah. Sue says that Eliza was breaking the fourth wall and seeing the audience. And she says that it changes uh, every performance for her, which she has maintained in the past. But the main idea that she has said now is that it is her seeing the results of Hamilton's like legacy. 
uh, is why she gasps at the end because she sees that her story got told and that his story got told, which is means I was right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, according to, uh, to 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 the to one person, uh, which granted to, to develop a who created the gasp. Who created it, Cody? What do you think about this? So me and my wife watched it again, and I I now. Like, so when you watch it closely, so when she sees, so they walk around and like Lynn turns and comes back towards her. It's not my now, now my thoughts on it. And I know she said it and I think she's right. It is, that's not Hamilton. That's Lynn walking her forward and showing that he told the story of Hamilton for her. And that's what my wife and like, that's so originally I thought, oh, Hamilton delivers her, but no, Lynn delivers to Eliza to the end to show her you who lives, who dies, who tells your story. He told the story for her and that's why she gasped. And like that, now me and my wife talked that out, like that makes way more sense for me because she's, like, if it's the case, if she sees Hamilton before Hamilton at the end, the gas doesn't make sense because she wouldn't gasp at that. But for Lynn to deliver it, kind of neat, kind of neat idea. Again, and at the end of the day, like I don't really care. You can make it, you can make it what you want the gas to mean. But I think it's kind of cool that because of how the whole song is: "Who lives, who dies, who tells your story." Lynn took the story and told it for her, and I think that's kind of neat. Maggie, you seem upset. No, I figured it out now. I'm good. I thought you were saying that like Hamilton himself told the story, but you're saying that Lynn Manuel Miranda as himself. Yeah, because he's himself on he, he's still Hamilton. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. All right. I understand and I think that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, so you talking about Hamilton? <laughs> you 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 heard it here, folks. Uh, Maggie thinks that's fine. Uh, I also don't care. Uh, I like to think that uh on the uh f- the whatever because i don't know the full full history of it but i like to think that the uh the first it, the uh appropriate response of like in the story of hamilton is yes she's now dying she's pulling a lame is and is dying and going and seeing everybody there at the end i think that's sure uh but i think if you want to look at it the coho cody way i think that also makes sense uh it is what it is i didn't honestly even really like notice it the first time because i was so into the music and then all of a sudden maggie was like that was the gasp and i said huh uh so it is what it is it's basically the top spin in inception yeah, decide how you spin. want it to be Absolutely. is it if is she is he is she dreaming is he not dreaming like that's literally what you can is the gas for hamilton and Philip, or is it for that she gets to see the story? At the end of the day, no one's going to sit there and be like, well, actually, it's wrong. You're sitting there watching it by yourself, so enjoy the show. And just keep watching it, because it's great. That's accurate. All right, um, That's my my treat for finishing up my match this week, is I get to watch Hamilton for the eighth time. Is that Friday? (laughs) Friday. All right, so um, the final story we'll go to is uh, one that Maggie is very excited about. Uh, Alan, he's back. Uh, we knew he was going to be back. We knew that him and Laura Dern and uh, Goldblum were all going to be back for uh, Jurassic uh, World Dominion. 
but he's officially back. He shared an image of the hat. I'm going to try to find the image uh, while Maggie is talking about how pumped she is and some of the other stuff that he had to say. Uh, do you know what I'm referring to, Maggie? Uh, you mean how he's going to be like in the movie? Like a Jeff Goldblum? He also talked about how uh, the practical effects on oh, the raptors right. and the dinosaurs yeah. were some of the best he's ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So he's saying all these fun things. They're just getting me super hyped. I do have to say also, Laura Dern today, after we had already made the show notes and everything, also shared a picture. Not oh, as exciting as the uh, hat. It's just a picture of their like chairs, and it just says their characters' names on them right next to each other. But um, I am excited, yeah, to see them come back and do something and hopefully be in the movie. They made a huge deal about Jeff Goldblum being in uh, Fallen Kingdom. And as we all know, he was not really in Fallen Kingdom. We were all gypped. So I'm hoping, and it seems like they're going to have a much larger part in this movie. And that is to be expected based on the way that Fallen Kingdom ended. Um, but yeah, and the practical effects thing is super exciting. I think, I don't remember if it was him or if it was actually Colin Trevorrow that said that they're using like more animatronic effects than like even the first movie, like Jurassic Park. So I think that that's super interesting. We'll see how that works and how that sort of combines with whatever CGI they decide to do. I think the CGI in the Jurassic World movies is fine. Like it's not bad or anything. So, but I'm excited. Practical effects are almost always better um and so yeah it's gonna be great i think this is like our fourth week talking about jurassic world because i just won't let it go and it's happening and it's exciting uh all of that is true uh coho your thoughts on sam neil returning having only seen jurassic park twice in your life i'm ready to watch jurassic world dominion it's gonna be cool i thought fallen kingdom was a little boring uh, and the end of it was really cool, and I was more excited for what was coming next than what Fallen Kingdom presented. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just ready for Dominion because Battle of Big Rock stops. And if we're getting a whole movie like Battle of Big Rock, let's go. Uh, Cody, you love Jurassic World, hate Fallen Kingdom. Is that what I? That sounds about right. Your thoughts yeah. on this? Um, I think they're uh, so. Jurassic Park is in this top tier, like sitting on its own shelf. And the rest are disaster movies. And I love disaster movies, and I think they're fun. They just, it's hard to recreate a park opening for the first, like, you know, the specialty. Um, I loved Goldblum at the end of Jurassic World. It got me flipping pumped to hear him go, Welcome to Jurassic World. And you see the Megalosaurus, like, behind the surfer. Like, that shit's sweet. I can't wait to see it out in the open. Um, uh, Sam Neill doesn't excite me because Sam Neill was also in the third one, and I hate the third one. So, Alan, um, no, I know, but like bringing him back, like I just want it to be a good story. Like I don't care what they do. Like let's have some dinos wreck some shit, okay? Um, but no, I'm I'm fully on board. I will be there. I love Jurassic World. I don't care what anybody says. I think that movie is fun. I think that movie has got so many good moments in it. Um, I I kind of like the animatronic thing because like that's what made me like fall in love with the first one. So um, I think they did like you could definitely tell like the CGI in the Fallen Kingdom was just overkill. Um, so like yeah, bring it on. I, I'm I'm glad the whole gang's back. I think it's gonna make some nostalgic feelings. Um, 
I hope just there's a kick-ass score. I hope dinos eat a bunch of people and we get some cool gold bloom lines. And if that's the case, I'll be there. Uh, Maggie, uh, final question to you about this topic. In this movie, will we see Chris Pratt saddle ride blue through Las Vegas like a horse? Absolutely not. He's way too big for her. He probably could carry her, or she probably could carry him, but raptors would not work well that way. You want them to be doing what they're doing if she's on their side. So, like, if no. that's the case, I want I want Goldblum on the back of the T Rex. If you're gonna ride, oh. if you're gonna ride a dinosaur, you're gonna ride like I don't even know. What did none the, of, them, what is, none of the, them are meant for riding? What did the little kid ride in the petting the, zoo? It was a Triceratops baby. What does that look like? Um, I just wish Ad- Ellie Sadler would have, like, if Laura Dern would have just took a picture of, tyrani- you know, shit, dinosaur shit, and tweeted that out and be like, ah, we're filming. We're back. That's what I, yeah, we're back. Um, all right. So, guys, that is going to do it for us. Uh, those are the stories. Uh, there's there's nothing coming out. Normally, I would say, hey, here are the things you can watch on digital this weekend. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's like, nothing. Coho, you look like you kind of have. Oh no, that was just you dancing. Like, yeah. You were like, actually, there might be something, uh, but no. there's still fun stuff to watch, guys. In the world, go watch Hamilton again. Maybe check yes. out a maybe Tom check out a YLS tomorrow night. It could be the uh, longer than the extended version of Return of the King. Cody, tell me about and it. And even better, it's the top. It's the one through ten. Uh, I'm not mentally ready for it at all. Um, I don't think I will be until like maybe 30 minutes and I'll die an hour in. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think it's going to be one of our best episodes. I know it's going to be long. I know most people will bounce in and out, but there is a moment tomorrow that will happen that may break our community in half. There is a moment that may send shockwaves and make people blow up our chat and I can't wait for that moment to happen. I've waited so long for it. So get ready for it because I'm going to lose it. A lot of people are going to lose it. It's going to be fun time. All right. And uh, Koho, we have a lot coming up in fandom this weekend. Tell us. About we it. have a triple header this week, boys and girls. Uh, this weekend, we have a half debut uh, team's match. Wookie Mistake, uh, Joe Fairley, and David Garcia are playing the 0 1 Big Guns who last time you saw them was in the number one contenders match with the Knights of Ren. Uh, they will be playing um, while we also have the singles debut, Adelaide Spence versus Evan DeGrath. Um, and on Sunday is a complete team's debut on your left versus Irish Brothers. Amaro Moses, Aaron Sellers playing Jack Pinchuk and Doug Castle. So you're going to want to check that out. If you hate me and want to see me slowly descend into madness... There are two matches this weekend for you uh, because I'm not going to say which ones they are, uh, but uh, I'm not in one of them. So we'll leave it. at I'm not in one of the three matches. I'm not hosting one of them. The other two I am. And I wanted to bash my head through a uh through the wall for those. So if you don't like me and you want to see me slowly descend into chaos, uh, that's fair, Andrew Barr. Uh, watch those matches this weekend. Warzone also has stuff going up this weekend. I know for sure uh, Nick Tuig is playing Jim Green. And I know Darth for versus sure. versus 
Garth yes. McMurray versus Jake Meltzer and Doug uh, Castle versus Nazario Montenegro. Okay, so those, be... those are the matches. Yep. And then uh, no new fan zone this week. Um, and Miscellaneous is off this upcoming week, but there was a great episode last night. So go check that out. Cody and uh, Caleb uh, turned a lot of heads last night. So you'll want to check Female that tiger. out. Every Monday, uh, you'll get a new podcast from Brooklyn. So check those out on the podcast network if you are not already subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or whatever else we are on. Uh, I think I covered every – oh, and it's not happening yet. So don't get your undies in a bundle. Not uh, this Sunday and not uh, – or, yeah, not this Sunday, but the, the following week, the 16th will be the first episode of Twigs Trivia Night. Uh, that's going to be live, uh, so you will not want to miss that first episode of the brand-new Multiplex show, Twigs Trivia Night. It's going to be a great one. Um, Twig will definitely be turning some heads uh, on that one. He is in, in probably making a lot of people weep and a lot of people laugh. It's going to be really, really fun. So be sure uh, to check out the new brainchild uh, from Multiplex Entertainment. It's going to be a good time. And also, I just want to say one last thing. If you haven't already, but a lot of you have, please go check out Mayhem at the Multiplex 3. We dropped it the last weekend. The response has been incredible. Um, Over 120 views on all three videos. Um, A crap ton of likes on the videos. So guys, thank you for enjoying those. Thank you for being a part of them for the people who were. And thank you for making them a success because we had a lot of fun with those videos. And they did very well. So thank you very much. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, So with that, that was the show. We'll see you next time, next Tuesday. Same time, same bat channel. Bring in the dancing enchiladas. You're still here? It's over. She's out of our hair And just when I dare to care She says, au contraire You're my pair of friends I love you (laughs) Keep it together, man!